Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so this is Michael Abernathy and Jessica Williams in the Times News. This will probably be edited out. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a good introduction. Great. Okay, so (laughs) this is from the newsroom, and we're just talking about... um, what Jessica covered today and what's going to be, uh, well, hopefully what you are reading about in the story that this is paired with. Um, So Jessica, where were you today? So I went over to First Presbyterian Church in Burlington and they had their fifth annual early childhood education summit. Um, They invite a lot of the key people in Alamance County. There are people from the Burlington City Council, the mayor of Burlington was there, Mebane City Council, pretty much everyone from ABSS, Um, A lot of Board of Education members were there, so a lot of key people. Um, And every year they have a keynote speaker that talks about something to do with early childhood development. Um, Last year they had a speaker who talked about the importance of outdoor learning environments and getting kids outside in in nature and letting them get dirty. Um, This year the guest speaker was Ray Pika. Um, She's an education consultant and she's the author of the book, What If Everybody Understood Child Development, which was the title of her talk. Um, And it kind of focused on something similar to last year. Um, She was talking about how Little kids need to get up and move. They need to have breaks. Um, The idea that recess is taking away from learning and classroom time is ridiculous. And it actually helps the kids learn because they're getting a break and they're getting brain food, she called it, from movement, um, which is then helping them absorb what they're learning in the classroom. So if you have a little kid who's stuck in a room for a long time just sitting, um, it's actually decreasing their ability to retain what they're learning. Don't you feel that way as an adult, though, too, that you need a break? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and she focused on that, too, because obviously this was a pretty long talk. It was almost an hour long. Um, And she started it out by making everybody in the room get up and dance to this, like, one of those classic, like, kindergarten songs that tells you to shake certain parts of your body. Um... (laughs) which a lot of the adults in the room were not really into. (laughs) Um, These are people that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s mostly, and they're not really used to being told to shake their butts in public. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there was a lot of nervous laughter, and some people didn't do it, but some people got really into it, which was fun to watch, (laughs) Um, especially when you're at a table with mostly ABSS people. Um, Did you get into it? I I tried my best <laughs> when it got to the part where you were supposed to shake um, your actual butt and, like, the upper part of your body. I, I didn't really do that. <laughs> I just kind of observed everyone else. <laughs> um, but some of the later things that she made us do, I got into. Um, I think she purposely started it out with the most embarrassing things so that we <laughs> would be more willing to do the things that came after. Um, so after the initial one... And she, she, the breaks probably came 
in 15 minute intervals. Um, so every 15 minutes we would have some sort of movement break. And uh, the second one we did was we got up and we did cross crawling, which is you take your elbow and you bring it to the opposite knee. Um, which she actually had statistics saying that there are kids who didn't know how to read. Um, I think the kid was 16 and still wasn't reading at grade level. Um, and his parents had him do cross-crawling every day, and they did it as a family in the morning and at night. And within six weeks, the kid was reading. What? <laughs> yeah, so apparently it helps connect the two hemispheres of the brain because um, you're connecting the opposite side of your body to the other side, um, and it actually relates to your mind. So that was really fascinating. Now I know I can't read. <laughs> you need to do cross-crawling, Michael. <laughs> we'll do it as a that's newsroom. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, that's amazing. That was really interesting. Um, and then the one that we did after that was we did some mirroring exercises with the person next to us, and she was like, kids... Are, are not being taught teamwork anymore, which is why corporations are having to spend tons of money on team building exercises for adults because they don't know how to work as a team. Um, but we've been mirroring <laughs> through this entire podcast and we, I, we're not a team. I don't feel any closer to you. <laughs> wow, that's so nice. I don't feel close to you either, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was... Um, that was the third one we did. And then the last one was just general stretching, just like reaching for a fruit in a tree and then reaching down like you're petting a dog. And honestly, after a lot of them, I, I did feel better. I mean, you get a break to kind of laugh and move around and, and then you sit back down and you're kind of more ready to listen than you were before. So, Was it the kind of thing... Did you hear people talking about, well, okay, I'll bring this into my classroom? Or uh, did you get a sense that some teachers might already be doing things like this? Um, well, I was thinking that I've seen, um, like for the Teacher Leadership Academy for ABSS, they give out teacher creativity grants. And I know that there was a teacher who had uh, al alternative seating, I think is what it's called, which is kids sitting on like bouncy balls mm -hmm. or putting their legs on um, like rubber bands across the desk in front of them so they can kind of bounce their feet on it or whatever. And that's supposed to kind of help them move and get their energy out during class so they're ready to listen more. So I was thinking about that as she was talking, but I think there was also some skepticism about what she was saying because um, I kind of heard some whispering <laughs> at some of the tables like, yeah, right, try doing that with our uh, restrictions from the state or whatever. Um, and Steve Ross was actually there and kind of all eyes were on him for a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, clearly there are some, something in place that's, that's keeping schools from being able to do some of the things that she suggested. But overall, I think people were really open to the idea of having kids move around more. Are our kids getting recess? Are they getting to go outside? Is it a, you know, when I was in elementary school, which was in the 80s, uh, we got to go out most days and then gradually it became maybe once a week. Yeah. And then uh, by sixth grade, it was maybe once every two weeks. And I don't know if that was an age thing or just uh, that recess was being phased out. 
but we definitely noticed and we missed it. Yeah. Um, she did say that there are some elementary schools in the country that are being built without playgrounds today. Um, and I can't remember the statistic that she said of what percentage of elementary schools still have recess. She said that research has shown that 15 minutes of research, uh, 15 minutes of recess, sorry, um, is equal to 20 minutes of learning in the classroom. So like 20 minutes of additional learning that they wouldn't have had if they didn't have recess time. Just in, in that that's 20 minutes more that their brains will be functioning? Yes. Because if they don't get that break, they're going to tune out after a certain amount of time. I think she said that our brains, or our brains as kids, can only handle ten minutes of information at a time before you start to kind of let your mind wander. Mm -hmm. So she definitely talked about why we need to defend recess and why it's important. Okay, you were at the table though with the ABSS people with the central office. Yeah, a lot People. of them, yeah. I was with the superintendent and Jean Manis, who is the director of uh, elementary education for ABSS. And what was their reaction to this? I mean, did they talk about it? Did they talk about, um, oh, you know, we really need our kids outside and moving? Or No, I didn't really hear anything from them. It was kind of other people in the room. They were also behind me, and I was trying not to eavesdrop. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the reporter. That's... I know. I should be eavesdropping, but I wasn't. So anything for uh, you think that parents should take away from all that or, or think about? Um... Um, she, of course, talked a lot about the amount of TV and iPad time that little kids have today. And if they're not getting the exercise at school, I mean, I would think as a parent you could at least change that at home or try to by letting them just get outside. Her main point was this is some a problem that we can immediately fix by just letting kids be kids and just let them go outside. It doesn't cost any money to let your kids go outside and just be kids. So it's not one of those really complex issues. So I guess that would be the takeaway for parents. Okay. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, thank you, Michael. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.